everyone, and welcome to the Kirkenbauer Half an Hour to the Second Power. I am your host, Bill Kirkenbauer, and my associate here and the other voice you'll hear is Jason Willett. Reach us at halfanhour.com, H-A-F-F-E-N-H-A-U-E-R.com, and that's where you can uh, find the episodes, get back to us, leave us uh, comments, feedback. Please let us know you're out there, right? Yeah, and suggestions for, for topics. And, Absolutely. Uh, and we're going to be having guests here, uh, if we haven't already, where we have other people come in. And, you know, I, and I know a lot of celebrities and stuff, and they'll be on, but I know a lot of uh, interesting people, too. Mm-hmm. And I think everyone, if you talk to them long enough, uh, you can you can figure out that they've got an interesting story. And um, to them, their stories don't seem to ever mean anything. Because that's that's the way they live their life. Right. When you live something, you don't look at it as being extraordinary. You just look at it as, as being your uh, your your life. Oh, okay. So we're gonna have different people, and uh, can I love meeting people? I want to do a movie once called "The Man Who Who Knew Everybody," or "The Man <sighs> Who Knew Everyone," about a guy that just got in his car one day. He's gonna meet everybody in the fucking world. <laughs> <laughs> so he goes, "Yeah, I'm gonna go in," and he goes, and he I, I don't know, I haven't fleshed it out but it'd be a lot of flying let's put it that way you know he's in africa and he's in south america he's in china shaking hands and eating kimchi in south korea and going you know in the mountains and nepal and europe and you know just and he manages to go every it's like the biggest politician ever Uh. that he just goes around and and manages eventually to know everybody in the world by heart if if you've ever read if you've ever read or you're familiar with the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy uh, series of yeah. books by by Douglas Adams, there's a character in one of those books who um, is given immortality, who is oh. has immortality bestowed upon him, and he fucking hates it. So what he does is he spends his entire eternity insulting everybody in the universe. In alphabetical order. So he's just traveling back and forth across the universe telling people to fuck off. To their, to, uh, to their faces. The yes, Not yes. just the world. Yes, even if they haven't made inter- interstellar contact or anything like that, he lands in a UFO, gets out with a clipboard and says, Kirkenbauer, Bill, yeah. you're an asshole. And he turns around and walks back into the UFO and takes off. <laughs> well, maybe I could change my movie about a guy who just wants to, not to know it. He wants to make everybody laugh one-on-one. I've always thought that that particular side story from Hitchhikers would make a great movie in itself. Oh, yeah. 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 Because he, he does all the things that that people who are immortal you would think would do. Clean up yeah. on investments. You know what I mean? Yeah. Travel. Yeah, just be do everything. Long. But eventually you read everything. You've right. been everywhere. You've met everyone. And that's when the doldrums said. Anyway, I always thought that was a great, great uh, part of that book. You may have a minute, you might have a day. A month is much too much, or wouldn't you say? A second is too short, an eon too long. A week is just stupid, and so is this song. ideas for movies all the time yeah and and they and they don't require body switching that's my most unfavorite 
the movie premise has been more beaten into the ground in different forms mm-hmm. is body switching. Oh, yeah, well, right. One person becomes the other. I mean, I can't. They, Steve Martin and Lily Tomlin did one, did one once. Uh, Kirk Cameron All and Dudley me. Moore did one. Uh, That's uh, right, the, yeah. The original uh, Haley Mills, uh, what was the twins? Uh, the Disney movie, Haley Mills. Uh, oh. uh, Double Trouble or Do- something. I, what? No, yeah, you're right. Freaky yeah, Friday was one? Is Freaky Friday one of them? Yeah. I think so, yeah. yeah. Freaky yeah. Friday's another one. Yep. It's just been so many. Oh, uh, uh, so Long Charlie. What was that? So, um, that one movie with Debbie Reynolds. Goodbye, Charlie. Oh. Hate to see the guy that died. He's like a big Playboy guy, and he goes out and he drowns in the in the ocean outside his beach thing and comes back as a woman and then he has to has to feel <laughs> like uh he has to feel like what 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 all the women used to feel like that he put pressure on yes it just but it's all this body switch and i hate body switching movies and they don't stop doing it. i i swear to god if we sat here and thought about it we could come up with 12 to 14 body switching movies oh yeah I think we did half a dozen brain, I think. yeah yeah it, uh, the shaggy dog that was a body switching movie. The guy switched bodies with a dog. <laughs> That's <laughs> you know? right. Yep. That's just all these body switching movies, and they and every about every two years, I go, oh, there's another one. Nothing new and under the sun, Bill. No. Nothing new under the sun at all. Well, they need to stop with the body switching, the mind switching, uh, <laughs> dick switching, any kind of switching of people or their body parts uh-huh. uh, is just got to stop. We've seen it. I've been there. Not that amusing. I don't care. It is thusly decreed. Thank you. <laughs> All right. Our subject matter for uh, this particular broadcast is going to be collecting things. Oh, okay. okay. Well, now, well, Jesus, you know, that's me. I'm <laughs> bordering on hoarding, honestly. Well, everybody get their little OCD. I'll, I want to start this out with something George Carlin told me once. And this was a one-on-one thing. This was not something I saw in his act or I was over at his house. Okay. Once. And he lived uh, down by the beaches there, uh, not Pacific Palace. Anyway, he had a nice kind of ranch style house, nice property. He had, and on it, he had a um, garage or maybe it's a guest house that he had turned into an office. And, you know, whatever he considered to be an office, whatever he did to be. Like a little back house kind of thing? It was his or? office. Yeah, it was like a back house. Like a lanai kind of, sort of. No, no, it was a, it was separate. It was oh. separate. Oh, okay. It was a, it a little house. All right. And it was called his office. And I went in there, and he had on the, on the wall, he had all these signs. And they were, I, can't, I wish I could remember some of them. Uh, his daughter might know what I'm saying. But it, he must have had a hundred signs on this wall in his office. And they were stupid signs. And they well, were we real. We should talk to Kelly. Man, we should talk yeah, to that, Kelly, Yeah, that would be right? great. We, yeah. we should have her on the show. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and so I uh, I said, and they were funny signs. They were. I, I'm just going to make one up. It's like, men's choral room, women only. Mm-hmm. You know, things like this. You just go, who the fuck? <laughs> and they were real signs. Yeah. He does have something he had made up. And I said to him, I said, how did you get all these signs? And he says, why do you think they call it ripoff? <laughs> and uh, so then I asked him, I said, do you collect other things? And he says, you know, I used to collect stuff, but then I figured out you can't have all of everything. <laughs> That's a decent George, too. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that? And, and he... Uh, that was and that was a personal. I I always remember that because that's a joke that he gave me just one on one. Actually, two of them. 
Um, but that's and it's and I thought about it, and at that time I thought, Josh, you know, I collected. I was in my late twenties, early thirties, mm-hmm. and I've collected a lot of stuff in my life. And then we'll get around to you, and I know you've collected stuff. Sure. I've, well, first of all, the first memories that I remember of collecting was I had a grandfather that collected coins. Mm-hmm. Uh, Gr- Grandpa Ulrich, and he owned a grocery store, and uh, he collected coins. He had a little office. He had, and he put together a nice little collection of quarters and half dollars and silver wow. dollars and all this stuff. And he's the one that kind of started me. I, I think I'd have to say my first collection thing, which was collecting pennies. Ah, and, you were a real uh, numismatist, get, huh? Uh, well, not really. I mean, you can only afford to buy so much when you're, you know, 10 years old. That's right. And, That's um, right. Sure. I did manage to get one of those, a couple of those uh, steel 1940 pennies, I think. They made them out of steel. I think I've got a couple of them around here. Yeah, yeah they're, they're not really that 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 rare. Yeah. Um, but I always wanted a 1909S penny. Mm. And it stood for San Francisco. That's the little mint it was made. And those were very, very rare. I don't know why. I don't know why they made less of those than they did of the pennies from Denver. Pennies from Denver. But, but I got into the Jones of collecting pennies. And I'd go down to the bank and take, you know, $5 and get a bunch of pennies and go through them. And it's, it's like looking for gold, except except with gold, when you find gold, you find gold. Right. With this, you find, a, you find a penny, you know. Right. So I, I did that for a while. And then I collected puppets for a while. Puppets. Ventriloquist. Wow. And then, and then, you know, and then comic books. Comic okay. Books. When yeah. I was, when I lived up in Alaska, and I was probably about ten. There was a guy across because we lived in military housing, and it was like an apartment building. And there was a a PFC, which is about the lowest you can get in the army. He was a he was a Puerto Rican guy, and he was probably nineteen years old. And he had a wife, and had a kid, and he and I became friends. And we would go over and get comic books on Saturday at the uh, commissary. And I thought, and he he always had like ten bucks to blow on comic books. Mm-hmm. And I remember thinking, wow, when I get to be old and I have money, I'm going to buy, you know, 20 bucks worth of comic books. Of course, mm-hmm. that never happened. I, right. I changed over to Mad Magazine and then Playboy. <laughs> uh, but listen, and then what did I do? And then when I got older and started doing stand-up, I did, I started buying wind-up toys. You know, the wind-up the toys. Uh, I had a friend of mine who married this woman who didn't want them around the house anymore. So he sold a lot of them to me. And I had... Uh, Oh gosh, I had a great a little Abner band. It looked like a piano and it had all the characters of little Abner sitting oh. around it. You wind it up and they jump up and down. It would play some sort of it didn't play anything now that I think of it. It just made a noise. It was really <laughs> and uh some old cars and different things. I still have a, have a few things. And then uh then I went big time. I started collecting old jukeboxes. Wow. And um, I had my, I, one of my friends was Harry Anderson. I got, I wish we could have him on. What an interesting guy. Yeah. Um, and, and Harry had gone down and worked down in Atlanta and he bought this and he, you know, he was doing all right. He was on the road and stuff. And he met this guy that said, uh, you know, buy this jukebox from me. And if anybody knows about jukeboxes, it's like the one they had on Cheers. It's called the Bubbler. And it's a rather expensive. Wurlitzer, yeah. Yeah, Wurlitzer Bubbler. Mm-hmm. And uh, the guy, he bought that. And the guy said to him, if you buy this jukebox, you'll have a show within a year. And he did, and he did. Wow. So I'm, so I'm <laughs> visiting Harry, and I'm, he tells me this story. And I said, well, shit, I'm going down to Atlanta, like, in a month. So I went down there. I went over to the guy's house. This guy was a collector. I mean, he had 80 jukeboxes in his house because he would work on them. Mm-hmm. 
And he, I said, Harry told me if I buy a juke, when you're jukebox, he said, I'll have a show of some kind. And he goes, well, I can't guarantee it. He said, but it happened to Harry, but you know, whatever. Well, I bought one. I spent my entire money I was getting uh, that week on, on this uh, jukebox. And um, it wasn't the bubbler. It was another one. It was 1100 uh, It doesn't have bubbles, but it has rotating rainbow things on it. It's really great. It's like a sea, it sounds like a Seaberg, not a Wurlitzer. Though. No, no, it was a Wurlitzer. That I was a Wurlitzer, yeah? Yeah, that was a Wurlitzer. See, now, when, and, when, I, when you talk about jukeboxes, what really pops into my head is more like a mid '80s Seaberg kind of oh, low no, no, profile no, no. Those thing, are, but yes, no, with yes, the with the neon arch and the bubblers right, and stuff like right. that. Yes, the archetypical these, these are, jukebox, absolutely. These are vintage 1930s, yeah. 40s jukebox. Sure. Now they had jukeboxes earlier, and they they had uh, Rockola was another big. Yeah. One. Mm-hmm. Another good, but I only bought Wurlitzer, so I bought this. I bought this uh, Wurlitzer from him and took time to pay. It took about a year for him to fix it up and restore it. Mm-hmm. And he sent it to me and I had it. And within a year, I had a sitcom. That's, <laughs> I'm getting me a goddamn so, jukebox. That's well, all. that's what I thought. I should go buy another <laughs> one. Jesus. And then let's see. And then I collected, well, if you want to call it, I don't know. How many do you have to have of something for when it becomes a collection? It depends. Large things, three. Small okay. things, 20. Okay. I don't know. That, right? That yeah, good. yeah. You know, twenty comic well, books. That's kind of the beginning of a collection, right? Yeah. Sure. Sure. Yeah. I I had two cars. I I bought. I I was had my sitcom, <laughs> and I went to a road rally. I didn't know what a fuck a road rally was. I had heard of it. I didn't really know what it was. They said, here, meet at this expensive hotel in Beverly Hills with these other semi-celebrities, uh-huh. and we're gonna go and we're gonna all get in vintage cars and drive to Palm Springs. <laughs> and so I went and stayed at this, I forget, down there, it was down there in Beverly Hills. Yeah. They give you a night at the hotel and then you get up the next morning. And so I drove this uh, thing and then I had a banquet that night. And uh, I had two, I wasn't bombed, but I was feeling good. And mm. I had money in my pocket. And uh, I bought this 1962 uh, Avante, Studebaker wow. Avante. Yeah. And I had that, and then uh, years before, I had bought this 1952 Cadillac, black Cadillac. Like They call it a doctor's car, because a lot of doctors bought them. Okay. It was just black. So I had these two cars, and and, and if you're going to collect things that might break, you should know how to fix them. <laughs> and I didn't know how to fix jukeboxes or cars. And uh, so I ended up spending a lot of money on maintaining both of them, and I kept them for years, and then I sold them for a lot less than I paid for them. And 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 then let's see what else. Uh, oh, animation art. I collected animation cells. Art. From, and, from well, some of them were cells, some of them were reproduction. Uh, okay. Lithographs, limited limited edition lithographs. <laughs> uh, and though I had, do have some cells, and that that market's kind of gone down the crapper but you know you collect stuff and i now i don't collect shit i collect dust <laughs> i collect i just uh, matter of fact I you're trying to you're trying to unload shit i'm trying you know? to unload things yeah. and i'm trying to get and away from this and i'll never be totally unmaterialistic i will i'm very materialistic but i've just learned that things i like things Sure, you like things. Yeah. Everybody likes things. Right. I love toys. Yeah. I'm a big fucking kid. Yeah. So I, I like toys, mm-hmm. but I just, I'm not getting, I'm going to be happy with one toy now. You get a toy and that's it. But collecting, it just, I never made money on this stuff and mm-hmm. it just gets uh, 
just too, as I get older, I want to get less stuff in my life so that right. I don't have to worry about it or, or fix it or, or any of that stuff. Hmm. Yeah. So, so what have you collected? Oh my God. Well, I mean, the big thing, the big thing for me is music, CDs, records, cassette tapes. It's, you know, the whole basement is pretty much. I see. A, I see. Yeah. is pretty much a testament to like music. There's a lot of audio gear and there's a, there's a drum set over there. And you play uh, the drums? I do. I play, play the drums, I didn't know that. keys. Um, well, I, I sing and write, of course. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you, uh, did the theme and yeah, it's a lot of yeah, it's a lot of stuff we're, like that. We are much more talented than I am. You th- <laughs> <laughs> really? <laughs> for what it's for what it's gotten me, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, I forty six year old postal worker who just likes playing with shit in the basement. Well, you know, I've never fine. really, no, I mean, I've never really figured out a way to, you know, parlay it or capitalize on it. But uh, you, you know. don't have to. No, no. It makes you happy is what. But, but you know, the thing I figured, and I've collected, you know, rec- I have 78s from when I bought the jukebox. Mm. I started buying 78s because these things played 78s mm-hmm. and you couldn't. So I got a lot of 78s and a bad thing about those, is they break real easy. The, the shellac is the, yeah. Oh, it's, it's, so it's just brittle. Like crispy. Oh yeah. yeah. So they, they break, but I've got 78s and stuff. Uh, I'll, I, and it's just, you get too much of this shit mm-hmm. and you go, Oh, that's nice. I like looking at it, but I'm really trying to get away from being attached to things anymore. And people do like George Carlin said, you know, he figured out you can't have all of everything. You know, if you get to the hundred, the greatest. Uh, well, a lot of my stuff is definitely shit. So <laughs> I know all about, I know all about George's uh, views on belongings. <laughs> yeah. You got it. You can't get it all. No. Nope. I, 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 I like collecting stuff, but I don't, you know, I don't get up every day and look at all my animation cells and good. I collect, I collected a lot of books. I had a huge wall of books. Mm-hmm. They weren't. They weren't. Uh, I, I'm very eclectic in books. Mm-hmm. I, I I I read Bill Bryson. Mm-hmm. I would love to have him on. Bill Bryson is my favorite author. Yeah. Um, but you know, I collect. I've got a book that was um, that was shot by uh, that silent movie star, Buster Keaton, Charlie no, Chaplin. Buster. No, no, the other guy. The guy used to hang off of clocks. Buster Keaton, no? No. Oh. Um. No, uh, Harold Lloyd. Oh, okay. All right. Harold Lloyd. Um, he, after he kind of got out of silent movies, he decided he liked naked girls. <laughs> so he used to have lots of naked girls come up to his pool and it was Beverly Hills type of a place with a big backyard and, uh-huh. you know, landscaping and all this shit. Yeah. And he, uh, he would take... Not just naked pictures of these girls. Wow. But they were high format, beautiful, high resolution color 3D pictures. <laughs> Bob Crane before Bob Crane, man. Before Bob Crane. Yeah. <laughs> and somebody, and this is one of my most treasured books, that and my clown book with pictures of hundreds of clowns. In it. <laughs> uh, this book, it, it is, uh, it's a great because you put on the glasses and then you can look at all these beautiful, and, and it's made really, it's printed really, it's one of those Japanese type printed books, you know? Yeah. With a high, oh, very nicely printed. And mm-hmm. re, the, the pictures are reproduced incredibly. 
but I, that to me is just a really unique book. And so I really like my books. I have strange books, but you get collecting those. And again, you know, you go, oh, I don't read it. I read it once or tw twice, maybe. But what do you, but now you don't need that stuff. All those, all those tapes I see in the background there, mm -hmm. all those things that could all be put on the USB stick. I know. I know. And it's, it, it really is. I mean, it's, it's Bill's looking at an entire wall of cassettes behind me, easily, easily six, 700 uh, tapes. And some of them are mass produced like hit albums that people right. are familiar with. A lot of them are really unique, one of a kind found sound kind of things. Like I've got, a, I've got a few things behind me that I found you know, inside answering machines at Goodwill or inside tape recorders. Really? Yeah. Well, we like, got to play some of this shit. I will. I mean, we can get into we gotta it. We got to have a show like this. We you can get into stuff. it. I will. I will definitely. We can do show and tell. But uh, yeah. Oh, I would love to see that. That's uh, There's a few things back there that are shit. very, it's, a li you know, it seems a little voyeuristic and it, it might. That's it, fine. It might be, but there's, uh, there's some really interesting things in there that's, uh, that I've just found. Yeah. Oh, well, that's uh, interesting. Know, weird sermons. I've got well, weird. Well, you know, that's all the more reason to archive it. That's what I'm, and it's, yeah, that's why it's on the list, man. You know what I mean? I need a yeah. clear click because <laughs> you can save audio well, with that, those things that, too. Yeah. yeah, you can. You can save audio mm -hmm. with that. I have a, a the same company. Make, make, oh, I didn't mention that. That brings up our sponsor, one of our sponsors. Clear That's Drink. right. Uh, clear, clear. I, I got to drink some damn water. <laughs> so I can say this guy's name. Clear Click. Yeah. Clear Click. Hey. Clear Click 2. Yeah, you got to you get this Clear Click. That, it, it, that, 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 that is what it does. But I bought a um, a thing, and I, I think they may have one on their site, actually, too. Uh, it, it's a... It looks like one of those old combination stereos that they used to make back in the 70s, you right. know, with the record player on top. Uh -huh. Yeah, this is just like that, except it will take, and a radio. There's a radio, AM, FM radio. You know, speaking of collections, you know, we're talking about collections. That's a lot of the stuff I have around here, too, man. Boom oh, boxes, really? uh, old stereos, old stuff that I'm oh. wanting to fix up and shit like that. You know, there's a... Well, well there's this a, thing will, will transfer all of that yeah, stuff. I yeah. mean, it, it has a... a, a turntable on top yep. it has a um the only thing it doesn't have is an eight track player oh, but it has a cassette <laughs> and it has uh what other uh, dvd I, I don't know it has a bunch of stuff probably got a usb a bluetooth that kind of yeah, thing you too, just stick yeah. a, a usb into it and yep. you can record or play back all this stuff and put it on a usb mm -hmm. and it was like 60 bucks yep yeah Yep. But of but course it is. You, you should archive that collection. I should. I should. But it takes should. a lot of time. You got, can't do that instantly. Nope. nope. got to be real time. You're going to have to sit there and listen to all that shit. Well, mm -hmm. why don't you pick out some of that stuff and we'll do a show where we uh, listen to some of your... Sure. We can strange. Do that. Yeah, strange stuff. Yeah. Strange audio stuff. Yep. Well, my, uh, my, 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 my ultimate goal is to use... You know, strange records, strange tapes, strange music into a, you know, half hour or hour long mix of just soundscapes and, you know, found sound and strange air checks, just stuff like that. You ever heard of, uh, you ever heard of Negative Land? They've, uh, they've been around since the very early 80s and they're, 
it's it's not really fair to call them a band as much as they are just audio archivists. And if you ever listen to their albums, they are just layers upon layers of found sound, weird ephemera, commercials, stuff like that, you know. I like stuff like that. Yeah, I love stuff like that. Like I've got a I've got over in the records, I've got an original from Westwood One, Casey Kasem, American Top 40 from the mid-80s when it was delivered to radio stations on four oh. LPs. I've got one of those, you know, and there's and there's commercials on it for like Clearasil and shit. You know what I mean? It's, it's, right. it's, 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 that's fun stuff to me. Yeah. You know, I, like I love it. On YouTube, they have like old old ads tv ads yep. from the mix stuff like that but you know i want to do these extended mixes on a theme the way the way they do because i've really admired that kind of uh that kind of just immersive audio that's just not necessarily music it's kind of between music and spoken word but when you talk about collections that's you know you've got to have a lot of that kind of stuff to make it to make it sound good and i think that's that's kind of what I'm working toward, maybe I don't know. Right. I don't know, but it's always it's something I've always wanted to wanted to give a give a try to. So that's a. So your 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 obsession of collection is music, yeah, music and sounds, yeah, mostly. Yeah, I've got a few books. I got a few books, and yeah. But you but told mostly. me you have a lot of comedy albums. Too. I do. I have tons of comedy albums. Yeah. There's a friend of mine, Tommy Moore, and he's got. Uh, tons of old comedy albums. Yeah. You know, from the 40s and 50s, the black genres and mm -hmm. uh, Catskill genres, people and things you've never heard of. Yeah. I mean, we, know, can, I, I, we can even do that, too. I've got the turntables here on the desk, too. I can put those on and we can listen to clips and shit like that. Yeah, well, we can do stuff like, like that really later, obscure, too. I'd like though, because most, most of the comedians, and, you know, again, I'm 67 right at the moment, mm -hmm. and so I've been listening to comedians for about the last, I'd say, 63 years, maybe? Yeah. I mean, my, you know, I started with Captain Kangaroo. <laughs> he was a comedian as far as I was concerned. Bob Keeshan. And yeah. I, I've watched comedy, let's put it that way, for years, so there's not a lot that I haven't seen before, mm -hmm. but there's some very... Um, very obscure comedy, I think, out there. Mm -hmm. that, that that I I find and, and let I, me, I like let me grab a stack. They're right here. I'll show you what I'll show you a few of what I've got. What I've got. You keep right. talking. I'll be I'll be uh, okay. I'll be right but back. it's just you know, like I was saying on a friend's show the other night. You know, stand up comedy is a true American art form. I mean, just up until even over in Europe, it was very vaudevillish. Bottleville, the jokes and stuff, and but now it's American comedy is very personal. Yes, yeah. talks about what he thinks about things, mm -hmm. how he sees the life through his eyes, and so it's a you know a whole different thing. So of course, so of course, class clown. Every every My collection has to I'm, have in it. In college, in college, I I, I listen to that a lot. Mm -hmm. So funny. Yeah, I mean this. I, I was kind of weaned from a very young age on on uh, on George Carlin. In fact, one oh, of yeah. one of the records I stole from my dad when I was like five or six was Occupation right. Fool. Oh yeah, I think I've got all the Little David stuff too on vinyl. Oh yeah, yep. some uh, Cheech and Chong. 
Oh yes, the uh, the first Lou Adler produced. Yep, Billy Connolly. Yes. Yeah. That that where did you? That looks like that was one that was made in England. This is this is a this is a British pressing of uh, an album called Get Right in Time, where he's uh, <laughs> he's wearing a wearing a pair of uh, banana shaped Wellingtons on stage. Oh. And, uh, See, yeah. Americans weren't really aware of him too much until he got in his banjo like, too. Yeah. Oh, I yeah. didn't know he played a banjo. Yeah. Just like just like Steve Martin, which I've got a few of in here too. Oh yes, and Steve and David Steinberg, Booga David Booga. Steinberg with the Al Hirschberg. Yes, I remember uh, when you used to say that. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Booga Booga. Booga Booga. Yeah. You know, I he uh, directed me once in a sitcom. No kidding, really. Good, yeah. Good girls don't. It was uh, from the early days of uh, the Oprah Winfrey uh, Network. Mm. It was a sitcom, and I was on there, and he was, and he directed it. And he knew who I was. I was impressed. Yes, Toledo Window I Box. I acted like I didn't know who he was. Yeah. What was that one? Yeah. Tole- no, Toledo Window Box, Carlin. Uh, FM and AM, Carlin. That one, too. Yeah, that one. Oh, yeah. Yep. Fire uh, Sign Theater. Oh, yes. How can we you used be to in get two places stoned and listen yep. to that. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Marijuana required. Lily Tomlin, this is a recording. Oh, yes. Yep. I still got the plastic on it. Yep. More uh, Fire Sign Theater, rat, Giant Rat of Sumatra. Oh, yes. Yep. Oh, yes. Little, uh, Listen to that and, and get done and have no idea. Victor Borga. Now, my wife is a pianist, mm-hmm. and she loved Victor Borga. And she was out of her mind once we did a Pat Sajak talk show, and mm-hmm. he was one of the guests. <laughs> and she couldn't. She could barely stay in her shoes. Yeah. yeah. It's funny. And he was funny. Very, very, very funny. Very funny in a sophisticated sort of way. Oh, Pat Cooper. Oh, yes. But, in, in, you know, he actually got funnier as he got older because he got more, uh, I don't give a fuckish. Oh, <laughs> really edgy. His his really. his run a few years on Howard Stern oh, when he was yes. a regular on that show. Oh, Jesus. Yes. Who told you that? Who told you that? When he would get into arguments <laughs> yeah. with God. Oh, my oh, God. Yeah. Holy oh, shit. Oh, yeah. Very fu- but funny. But funny. Yep. You got any Alan King? Uh, no, I don't. I don't. I don't. I should. I probably how about, should. How about Pig Meat Markham? Nope. Oh, wait. I might have the 45 of Here Comes the Judge. Dick Dick Gregory? Um, No. No Dick Gregory. Uh, I wonder here. if Danny Thomas ever did a, an album. I don't know. I don't know. Foster Brooks. Oh, yes. Foster Brooks. The man that made a living off of pretending he was drunk. Yep. Another Carlin. Place for My Stuff. Oh, yes. That's a great album. And of course. Great stuff on there. And of course, Wild and Crazy Guy. Oh, yes. Comedy Ain't Pretty. Oh, yes. Um, see, this is uh, another Cheech and Chong. I oh, actually yeah. have the Big Bamboo with the giant rolling paper in it. Really? Still. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Which, oh. is, which is fairly common, I grant you, but isn't. Is is still neat because it, it's 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 like right. it's it's a double LP size, like twenty four by twelve rolling paper. Uh, it's fucking crazy. Uh, Bob and Doug McKenzie, the Great White North. Rick, oh yes, Rick yes. Moranis and Dave Thomas. And of course, Rick Moranis does a fabulous George Carlin. If you've ever seen him he does do a great it, Bob Hope too. When he does it on when he did it on SCTV, he did seventies oh, Carlin. No oh. fucking perfect. You got to look it up on oh. YouTube. It's right. really really. Really insane. This is one of my favorites. One of my favorite comedy records, and it's 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 not it's not terribly funny. It's it's Andrew Dice Clay, "The Day the Laughter Died." 
Uh-huh. Now, I don't know if you know the story behind this, but he did no. a couple of late night unannounced sets at Danger Fields uh-huh. in December to nothing but tourists who didn't know he uh-huh. was going to be there. Uh-huh. And that's the album. People walk out. People get in fights with him. Oh, really? It's amazing. It's like oh, gorilla comedy. It's really fucking... Oh, that sounds interesting. It is aggressive and that. regressive, and it's a double album produced by Rick Rubin of, like, Beastie Boys and Johnny uh-huh. Cash fame. And uh, it's a really raw record. And uh, it's it didn't age well, but... If you can cast your mind back to 1990 and what comedy was like and just how big he was oh, yeah. at that, it's a really, really interesting document. <laughs> you ever listen to Lord Buckley? No, no. Tell me about he him. Was, uh, he was interesting that he was a kind of a, uh, a beatnik genre. Mm-hmm. He, people would, uh, he talked like this and he had kind of a, as opposed to, it was like pre-hippie. It was like New York jazz, cool kind of a thing he was saying. It was very weird, mm-hmm. very very strange. Couple of uh, couple of How about Brother Theodore. Did Brother Theodore ever do an album? I don't know. I have no idea. Okay. I got a couple, Tommy Moore would know that. Got a couple of uh, local like New England um, comedy records. Bert and I. I don't know if you've ever heard of. I think I've seen that. Robert oh, Bryan and Marshall Dodge, who used to do just, no. just, I count that thou from hell, like Maine humor, like real. And oh, really? Of course, That's obscure. You're very obscure. And this one is even more obscure. It's called Saturday Night in Dover Foxcroft. And it's just uh, a guy named Bruce Courtney McGorrell telling Down East stories. To, really? Yeah. To a, it's uh, yeah, off of Melanie Records from Portland, Maine. It's a very local comedy, very record. regional kind of a thing. And I've got a few, I've got a few tapes um, of uh, a guy named Joe Parham, who's who really just told like bear hunting stories, you know. Wow. And just, you know, it's like uh, uh, remember Jerry Clower. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, he yes. used to wear them big old things, and he talked like, well, you know, down and this, and he, he had one of those country acts. Yes, yes, yes. He had one of those country acts and told jokes, and uh-huh. it was a uh, blue-collar you know, comedy before they gave it a name. Yes, yeah. yes, mm-hmm. yes. He told jokes and do all sorts of the, things, that he, kind of kind of like a Charlie Weaver kind of thing. The Wonderful World of Jonathan Winters. Oh, yes. Yeah. Huh? You know, clown, I'll tell you that, Oh, <laughs> yeah. It's so nice to be here. <laughs> and it's a very it's a very produced album. It's it's <clears throat> sketches with like sound effects and other Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. So there's like a flying I think they used to get people into a a, a studio. Yeah. Get like 20, 30, 50 people into a studio mm-hmm. and just let him and turn on the machines. And there's a few records like that. There's always been kind of sketch records like Fire Sign Theater, but you know, oh yeah, a comic like Jonathan Winters, you would think would be him in concert, but it's not. It's studio produced. You know, it's like those yeah. those Adam Sandler albums too from the from the uh, from the nineties. You know, those aren't concert records; those are in studio sketches. You know, right. yeah. So, um, 
Mort Saul, The Future Lies Ahead. Oh, I know more. On Verve Records, a jazz label, a comedy record on a jazz label. Jazz record. Mm -hmm. He's still alive. I knew I was, I I know Mort. I've been over his house and eating dinner with him and talked to him. And he's a very smart guy. God, he's well into his 80s now, Mm. if not 90s. Wow. That's, I think he's really, really, but he's uh It's a great record. It really is fun. Yeah. Yeah, but he doesn't, you know, work anymore because a lot of people don't know who he is. Yeah. He used to just he would just do his act by reading the newspaper. And he was, you know, intelligent enough to what's, you know what's what what? first kind of be able to make jokes up as he would go. That's he'd, right. Like he'd, yeah. he'd go up on stage with the newspaper from the day. He kind of he'd invented, he's kind of invented stand-up, you know what I mean? It kind of took it well, from... It certainly, imp- of course, if something hit big, then he would, uh, you know, save it. Sure. Probably do it. Sure. But he was pretty much something to watch. Mm-hmm. A nice guy, too. Very mm-hmm. nice. But God, what an iconic American political commentator. Yep. 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 It's I mean, a- he, he busted Nixon's balls. <laughs> You know, <laughs> and there's a few. All right, listen. There's a few I over there on the shelves, but uh, hang on. There's a few. Right. I got one more. There's a few All there. Right. There's a few on the shelves over there, but uh, this is the last one in the stack, and it's a reality. What a concept, Ooh, Robin Williams. Yeah. It's incredible reality. Yep. What a concept. Yep. On uh, on Casablanca, a disco label. Yep. Well, you know, that was a big company back then. It really was. Well, actually, they put Rodney God, out, too. God, could they, they get his picture any bigger on that? I know. It's huge, God. right? Yeah, it's just a... Yes, it's just like, wow. Mm-hmm. And the inter- What's the back look like? What's the back look like? It's, it looks like back. It looks like the, the, uh, oh, the, I remember the green that. room yeah, with all that. Yeah. 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 yeah, that's mm-hmm. a picture of his uh, desk before it goes. There. Okay, well, anyway, I think that's more than another half an hour. Cool. But we have a good time. We're talking about collecting. I'm sure you collect something. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember one time I, I got, uh, the, the yearly listing, the little book of the plans of conventions that were coming to Las Vegas. I went down to the convention bureau and said, have you got a book that's got a listing of all this calendar of every, and they gave me this book. I don't know why I wanted it. I think I wanted to see what was coming in town. So if I could figure out how to do shows, but I started looking through this thing and I will leave you with the last of what I think was one of the strangest collections. There was actually a group of people that met at a hotel and there were several hundred of them that collected swizzle sticks. Oh, wow. Yeah. So there you go. But like- I'll leave you with that. Be <laughs> glad you're not a swizzle stick collector. Uh, it's been the Kirkenbauer half an hour. You brought to me. You talked about, uh, uh, about clear click. And I'm going to tell you our other advertiser, which is CAD audio CAD. Those are capital letters. That's right. CAD audio at CAD audio.com. They make microphones. They make other microphones They make more microphones. They make all that sound stuff. CAD audio. Uh, it's, it's, it's great equipment at a fair price. So that's the, the Kirkenbauer half an hour along with, uh, Jason Willett and myself here. Thanks for tuning in. I hope you have a good time because I know we did. Take care. Come back next time. And please tell your friends about the show. This is a Kirkenbauer half an hour to the second power with Bill Kirkenbauer and Jason Willett. Post-production by Chad Watson. Sponsored by ClearClick and CAD Audio, a Legends of Comedy production.